0: in the likeness of his resurrection knowing this that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin for he verse 7 he who has died is freed from sin. That's the reading of the text. All God's people say, Amen. 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 You you may be sick. Oh give thanks to the Lord for He is good. For the mercy He will have. Let the name of the Lord save From this text I want to use for subject this morning Dead man walk. I want to say this morning that everyone in here who has obeyed the gospel is a dead man walking. This title actually comes from a movie in 1995 or 1996. It starred Sean Penn and Susan Sarandon. Uh, They made this movie, Dead Man Walking. The movie is actually about a death row inmate. And this death row inmate was nearing his execution date. And he reached out to a nun. So Penn was the inmate. Sean Penn was the inmate. And Susan Sarandon was the nun. This is supposedly a true story. And he reached out to her to make one last appeal. The inmate claimed innocence of of the charge, and the charge was that he had murdered a young couple, but throughout the movie, he declared innocence, that he was not guilty of this crime. The phrase dead man walking is used for a condemned prisoner as he is walking to the death chamber or to the place of execution it refers to someone on death row or someone who is soon to die, someone who is about to face an unavoidable loss. If memory serves me correctly, I I saw the movie and I'm going on my memory. I believe that Sean Penn was making his last walk to the death chamber. You can hear the chant of fellow prisoners Dead man walking. Dead man walking. I want to say this morning, uh, brothers and sisters, that the phrase dead man walking is pregnant with spiritual truths. For you and I are dead men walking. How often do you hear the term, we are in the land of the living. Or, I'm thankful to be in the land of the living. But, biblically speaking, or spiritually thinking, it would be more accurate to say, we live in the land of the dying, hoping to go to the land of the living. I, wonder, I know we talk that talk, I'm in the land of the living. I'm so thankful to be in the land living, But if truth would be told, we are in the land of the dying, and we look forward to going to the land of the living. The Apostle Paul lays out the contrast between the temporal and the eternal, and I, I wish to God that we could get our to God, that we would think more of the eternal than we do the temporal. So often we think of the right now, the here and now. But we don't think about the by and by, the eternal. But the Apostle Paul lays out the contrast between the temporal and the eternal. He said to the church of Coran, For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God. A house not made with hands, eternal, is in heaven. You know what Paul said? Look forward to go to the land of the living. We we sing songs like "This world is not my home. No. I'm just a passing through. Our treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue." Do you know what you're saying when you say that this is the land of the dying? Yeah. It's temporary. We're not going to be here forever, but we live in this land of the dying, hoping to go to the land of the living. And, so, and then some of us sing those old songs. I'm glad morning. When this life is over, I'll fly away. To a home on God's celestial shore, I'll fly away. Over and over, New Testament writers remind us that we are indeed dead men walking. Biblically speaking, there are two types of death. Two types of death. And the death one experiences depends on the choices one makes on this side of eternity, are uh, y'all looking at? There? There, there are two types of death. I know the Book of Revelation talks about the second death, but I, I want you to realize that you and I, depending on the choice that we make, will determine what side of eternity we will spend. Uh, 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 there's an old saying that a person can be born once and die twice. Or you can be born twice and die once. Are y'all with me? You can be born once and die twice. Or you can be born twice and die once. But you can't get away from the fact you and I are going to die. Either we're going to die twice or oh, we're going to die once. Well, brother preacher, what do you mean? You're talking about dead men walking, and you're talking about some of us are going to be born once, die twice, or born twice and die once. Well, what do you mean? Well, all of us experience a physical birth. That's the day you and I were born into this world. We call it our birthday, our our born day. It it took two parents. To produce us, a, a, a male parent and a female parent, they they came together and produced a child. Now that's the physical birth. No one can be born physically a second time. We cannot re-enter the womb of our mother and come back to life again. Now if I if I to tell the truth, I certainly wish I was a child sometime. Yes. I I wish that I was five years old, I wish I was eight years old because life was simpler when I was younger. Life life was easier. I, I can remember my mother laying out my clothes. I, I can remember my mother fixing breakfast, fixing dinner. I, I can remember uh, when I bruised myself or cut myself. Mama would put some Vaseline on it. Uh, and uh, because Vaseline's uh, take care of everything. I, I don't care what you get, really put some Vaseline on it. When you get real sick, put some big vapor rub on it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, put that bitch on there. But life was simpler. But but no one here can be born physically again. We cannot reenter our mother's womb. The person who is born physically will die twice if they have not obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are y'all with me this morning? We are born physically. That's the first birth. But if a person who has been born has not obeyed the gospel, they will die twice. Yeah. The first death is physical. Job said a long time ago man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. In other words, we're not going to be here forever. We are here for a short time. I used to think, man, I used to think that that 40 was old until I got 40. Then I thought 60 was old. Now, I'm looking backward at 60. Are y'all with me But we're not going to be here forever. And the Bible makes it clear that if you are born of a woman, you're only going to be here a few days, and those few days are full of trouble. Well, that's the first death. But, But then there's a second death. In John eighth chapter verse 24 Jesus said Therefore I say to you that you will die in your sins for if you do not believe that I am he you will die in your sins. That, that's the second death. But thank God a person can be born twice and only die once. Are y'all okay? Even If you're born once and die twice or you're born twice and die once the physical birth is one birth but every child of God has received the spiritual birth or we call it being born again you remember when Jesus had that conversation with Nicodemus and uh, Jesus told Nicodemus except you are born again you cannot see the kingdom of God. John, the third chapter, and Nicodemus didn't understand what Jesus meant and Nicodemus even asked, well, what do you mean? Do you mean that we have to go back into our mother's womb and Jesus came back? No. Except a man is born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. First, you can't see the kingdom. You cannot enter the kingdom without being born again. And when a person, when a person is born Again, born twice, he'll only die once. That's the physical death. But if a person has not been born again, if a person has not died to sin, has not given their life to Jesus Christ, they will die two deaths. The physical death and the spiritual death. Well, what does that have to do with our text in Romans chapter 6? From the inspired pen of the Apostle Paul comes a didactic discord to the church in Rome. And he writes in the first 11 chapters the mercies of God. The mercies of God. And if I could give an overview of the first six chapters, Paul shares with this church that the gospel is God's power to save. And I can to say all we have in churches of Christ is the gospel of Jesus Christ. We, we don't have no feel-good philosophy. We don't have no get-rich-quick for a scheme. We don't have no prosperity gospel uh, to share with anybody. If folk want to be saved, they have to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because Paul said that is in the gospel is the power of God to save. And Paul said it's to the Jew first and then it's to the Greek. And then Paul lays out the, uh, the case that Jews have sinned Gentiles have sinned, all of us have sinned, but but we can be justified by putting our faith in Jesus Christ, we can be justified by the blood of Jesus Christ, and then in chapter 5, Paul talks about the first Adam, and, and then he talks about the second Adam, and he talks about how... The first Adam, sin, and by his sin, it brought death into the world, but the second Adam is Jesus Christ, and the second Adam can give us life, can give us liberty, and Paul pulls it out, that fifth chapter, by sharing with them that sin reigned in death, but grace reigns through righteousness and give us eternal life in Jesus Christ. So the last thought on his mind was the grace of Almighty God. So when I read chapter 6, the Bible lets us know, shall we continue in sin so that grace may abound? And, And I wonder why did Paul even ask that question? For some reason, for some reason, members of the church in Rome had the impression that they could sin more so they can experience more grace. In other words, the more sin we commit, the more grace we can receive. That, now to me, that thought is absurd. That, 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 that's an illogical thought. That, that's an irrational thought. If, I mean, what do you mean sin more to receive more grace? It's if, if Paul's way Uh, When he said, uh, God forbid, how how shall we who are dead to sin uh, live any longer than In other words, Paul is acknowledging that what he has said is controversial. And it it requires further review to avoid misinterpretation. You know, it's almost like Paul is saying, did you hear me when I said what I said? Uh, 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 I know I ended talking about grace and how we have grace through Jesus Christ and how grace reigns over death. And grace is more important. Grace can give you eternal life. But do you really understand what I said? Said this is not a basketball or football contest where you can call for a challenge and get an instant replay. This is not ball where if you uh hit the ball the wrong way, we will give you a mother. And you don't get a reward for doing the wrong. Do I have some help in the world? I, you know, there are some folk even in the church. There's some folk in the church that 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 that, that, that will do things and then want God's grace to save them. Uh, now, now that, 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 don't, don't take the grace of God cheaply. Don't take the grace of God for granted. Uh, uh, it works. These these folk at Rome was thinking, well, the more sin I commit, the more grace I can receive. So in order to get a whole lot of grace, I need to commit a whole lot of sin. Y'all ain't gonna help me with that. Some of y'all want the wrong kind of grace in morning. In other words, I know God! has sent Jesus to die for my sin. And I know God is a God of grace. So I want as much grace as I can get. So in order to get more grace, I'm going to commit more sin. That's despicable. It's like a son would say to his dad, in order for me to be free, from my daddy's wrath, I'm going to commit more sin in my life. That, that's just, that doesn't even make sense. Can y'all say amen to that? Don't don't, don't y'all be sitting up there thinking in your mouth, I'm going to sin so I can get more grace from God. Paul uses the term grace as a verb. Shall we remain in sin? He's thinking of sinners staying where they are, declining to budge from. Habitual sin. Do you know there are some folk? Here's the argument, there are some folk, there's some folk get stuck in life. There's some folk who get stuck in life. There's some folk who slip in life. Are y'all talking about this? There's some folk who slip into some stuff. And then there's some folk who get stuck in some stuff. And then there's some folk that just do some stuff. And, and, and think that at the last day they can call on the grace of Almighty God. And Paul said, Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound God forbid. How in the world can a twice born child of God think they can keep on sinning and God will forgive them We ought to know better in the first place? Am I helping anybody? So, 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 watch this. He gives an answer to the argument. He says in verse 2, certainly not. How shall we who die to sin live any longer in it? You know, what? God forbid, certainly not, absolutely not. Are you out of your mind? Paul has said, God is good. God is kind, God is grace, but to those of us who have obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ, you are a dead man walking. Yeah. Turn to your name. neighbor. Say, neighbor, I'm a dead man walking. Dead man walking. Uh, let's say it again. Neighbor, neighbor. I'm, a I'm, a I'm a dead man walking. Now let me see how we did, how we did. Paul was consistent. With this dead man theology. Are y'all ready? You know, look, you're looking at me this morning, you're looking at a dead man. When I look at you, I ought to be looking at dead folk. Dead to sin. Say amen. Right. Not dead in sin, but dead to sin. I ain't helping but three folk in here. And the three folk that I'm helping, thank God for you, all right? Dead man theology, Ephesians 2, 1. And you, he has made a lie, who were dead in trespasses and sin. Colossians chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. Paul says, set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth. For you die, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You know what that's a dead man theology. I'm alive, but I'm dead. I'm a dead man who is alive and walking, but I have died to sin. The church at Coral uh, had a whole lot of problems. But the church at Coral had what I call some X men okay. You know we need some ex-men in the church. Okay. We need some ex-men at all of the world. We need some X men. Y'all going to help me with this? In the 6th chapter of 1 Corinthians, Paul wrote to them and he said, now, 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 I know that in this city, in this church, there were some fornicators, some idolaters, some adulterers, there was some infemnity. There were some thieves. There were some covetous. Some of y'all were drunk. Some of y'all were revivals. Some of y'all were extortioners. And, and Paul, Paul ain't, 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 cut. He, he ain't holding back. He said, and such were some of you. Yes, right. I, I want to say this morning, we need to be careful about casting judgment on some folks. Now, don't come up in here with that. But some of us can say, "Amen." we used to do some of that. I know y'all ain't going to testify anymore. You ain't going to But we ain't always had wings on our back and hail by body. Say amen. We ain't always say praise the Lord. Some other stuff came out of our mouth. Do I have any help in here? I, I said in the church, there ought to be some ex-fornicators. Some ex-adulterers. Some ex-adulterers. Some ex-defenders, some ex feeds some ex-covers, some ex-drunkers, some ex-probables, some ex-exhorters. For the name of Christ, get ex that mess out of your life. Yes. Paul said, and some of some of you, yes, sir. but you are washed, yes, but you are sanctified, but. You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. Some of us need to act, not some of us, all of us need to act some stuff out of our lives. Don't bring it up in here. You used to lie. You don't lie no more. You used to talk about folk. You stopped talking about folk because you're a dead man walking. You're to have some help in the some of us are dead in sin, instead of being dead to sin. Can I talk to y'all? Man, there's some stuff I did when I was teenagers and in college, and now if I get around it, it makes me sick to my stomach. Y'all ain't gonna say that. There's some folks I used to run with that I can't stand being in their company now. Do I have any other now, y'all so holy, y'all so sanctified, ain't never made no mistake. The mistake you made is thinking you ain't made no mistake. We need to let folk know that you come to this church as you are. But come to X some stuff out of your life. Say again now. Man, 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 if I, if I, if I want folk to talk about me, I don't need to come to church for y'all to talk about me. If folks don't talk behind my back, why? I was telling Sister Cruz this morning, we were talking about something else. I was talking about something else, but but, but, but I was telling her this morning, I don't need to come to church to go to hell. If I want to go to hell, I go to hell out there in the world. Y'all are saying, we, we don't realize that when we obey the gospel, we become a dead man walking. Yes, sir. We X stuff out of our lives. We used to do some stuff. Yes, sir. And truth be told, it's not that we can't do it again. Mm-hmm. We just have X it out of our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm helping somebody. I think I'm helping three folks in the morning three, four, they all on this side. I'm working on y'all here. All right. Such words, some of us. And Paul said, "Shall, shall you now that you've been baptized continue in sin? That grace may abound." And Paul said, "God forbid. How shall, shall we who are dead to?" Living it longer than Can I talk to y'all? I can't talk to y'all. I'm asking for permission now. Can I talk to y'all? The older you get, the less sinning you ought to do. If the Lord let you live and you got through some stuff. Man, listen. Uh, I'm thankful I'm not in jail. I'm thankful that I don't have to pay child support. I- I'm thankful that I don't have an addiction. And it's not because I'm better than somebody else, it's maybe because some of us been kept from some stuff. Now, now I've told you this before. There's two categories of fun. Some of us have been kept from stuff. And that others of us have been delivered from some stuff. See, so there are some folk in the Church of Christ who never—you uh, don't know what getting high is. You think getting high is going up in airplane? Bless you. You ain't never been drunk, passed out. God bless you. I'm glad to hear that. You, you ain't never been arrested. He never spent no time in jail. He don't know the difference between jail and prison. Say amen grew up with two parents in the house. Thank God. Uh, blessed, blessed. That, that's a blessing. But everybody don't have that story. There are some of them who had to eat some stuff out of their life. Are you okay? And we cannot be judgmental up in here. When somebody has been delivered. Come up in here. Do I have some help now? And with our sanctified mind, because we never travel down that road, do going mean we cannot empathize with what who have. And so Paul, 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 uh, makes a, he started off with an argument, and then he came, he comes back with an answer. And then, then, then lastly, he gives some advice. He gives some advice in chapter three chapter 6, verse 3, he said, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, Even so, we also should walk in newness of life. You know what Paul is doing? Paul is reminding saved folk what they did to be saved. Paul is writing to folk who are already members of the church and sharing with church members what happened when they were baptized. Are y'all ready? Uh, he covers the fundamentals of the gospel. In other words, Paul said, and I told you every Sunday, you're going to hear it. In some shape or form, you're going to hear the fundamentals of the gospel. And what Paul is sharing with same folk is three simple facts. He died. Not only did he die, he was buried. Not only was he buried, but he rose the third day. Do I have any help in here? I said he said the same folk. Not just the unsaved folk. He said the same folk. Look, look, you need to realize that Christ died for our sins. Not only did he die for our sins, it doesn't matter what sin it is, he died for it. Say it again it, it don't have to be a bad sin. It don't have to be a secret sin. It don't have to be an embarrassing sin. Whatever sin man committed, Jesus died for our sins. Ain't that good news? And there's good news that He knows what I did. He knows what I wanted to do. Say amen. See, there's some stuff we do, and there's some stuff we want to do. But we don't do. And he died for that. He died for our sins. He was buried. And then he rose from the grave on the third day. Are oh, y'all with me? That's the gospel. And what folk need to realize, and even those of us in the church of Christ he died once and for all. So since he died. For my sin, I don't need to continue in sin so that I can receive more grace. I would be thankful that He had some pity on a sinner like me. That He died, knowing I would make a mistake. He died knowing I would mess up. He died knowing that I'd make a fool of myself. He died knowing what might happen before it happened. But still, he died on the cross. Amen. And that death on the cross was a humiliating death, agonizing death. Y'all know the story. It was about noon, and the sun turned dark. It was dark in daytime. And the earth went, and uh, the curtains of the temple were torn in two. Folk in the grave got up from the grave. He died. He was buried. And he rose from the grave the third day. But what does that have to do with my my baptism? What does that have to do with me being a dead man walking? I think it's the next slide. Just like Christ died for our sin. In baptism, we die to sin. Do y'all see it now? He died for sin. We die to sin. He was buried. And Paul said, we are buried with him in baptism. Lord have mercy. Do you know why it's important to be baptized? The reason it's important to be baptized is because when you and I are baptized, we we, we are doing what Christ did for us. He died for sin. He was buried, and that's why baptism is not pouring. That's why baptism is not sprinkled. That's why baptism is totally mercy, because we are we are. Buried with him in baptism. Say amen. amen. We go down in that water trusting Jesus. Say amen. amen We go down in that water hoping that when we come up, we're going to make a change in our life. Say amen. And let me say, look, look, ain't nobody in the church perfect. Ain't nobody here perfect. Now I know some, there's, there's going to be some folk in here that are going to give you the impression. They are perfect, but I'm telling you right now, ain't nobody perfect. Ain't nobody in the world. Not, 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 what I'm saying, I don't want you to be a, a habitual sinner. I, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about realizing that there's sin in our life and folk are struggling with sin. Am I right now? And I ain't right now. Am I right now? I said, folk are struggling with sin. There's some folk struggling with sin. And they need to know the power of that God has to save us from that sin and struggle. And when you go in that water, you go in that water, trust in Jesus, you, you go in that water, believe in Jesus, you go in that water, and, and, and you meet the blood of Jesus in that water, and the blood of Jesus will cleanse you from all of your sin. You, you go down one way, you come up another way, and, and then just like Jesus, roll from the grave on the third day, we rise out of the watery grave of baptism to walk in the newness of life. Thank you, Lord. Amen. There's some places you just don't, you ain't gonna go no more. You just ain't going no more. You, you don't have all this. Boy, y'all so quiet? I know y'all did There's a Get up there. so I up here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't go no more now because you ate so stuff out of and now you're a dead man walking. And what Paul said, what Paul said is just like Christ died for our sin, in baptism you die too soon. Listen, you, you got to have a desire to do what's right. That, that's why this is, that's why Bible study is important. Because when you come to Bible study, you learn how to live a Christian life. Yes. You, you learn how to behave. You, you learn how to get along with folks. You, you learn how to put up with some folks. You, you learn how to be long suffering. It ain't going to be easy. Right? It, it's not going to be easy. To, when, you make a, when you make a decision to do right, the devil will turn up his... Y'all with me? Y'all, 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 y'all see that now. Right? The devil turns up his intensity. But the more you do right, the easier it becomes. You become a Bible class, you come out there to about you know, speak to me, Lord. I, I need a word this morning. I, I need to learn something this morning. I, I, I'm gonna take note because, because I gotta go back into this world and, and I've died to sin. I don't want to die in sin because Christ died for my sin. And then you go down in that water and then you come up to walk in the newness of life. Amen. What I want you to take away this morning, I want you to take away, I want you to take away two or three things. I want you to take away number one, that death puts the believer the believer, beyond the power of sin. See, don't, don't, don't be saying don't be saying you can't live a Christian life. Jesus said my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let us be true for God Some of us don't want to live a Christian life. I back up and said, I told you I was telling some truth. I don't come to church and go to hell. If I'm going to go to hell, I can stay out there and have more fun. I come to church because I'm seriously trying to make heaven my home. Been there, done that, seen it all, and know ain't nothing to it. Say amen if you can. Ain't nothing to the world. Ain't nothing to the world. Ain't nothing to the world. John said, love not the world, neither things are in the world. All the things are in the world, the lust of flesh, the lust of God and the pride of life. And those things will pass away. Ain't nothing the world. So first takeaway is death. When you come to Jesus, when you are become a dead man walking, it puts the believer beyond sin power. You are free from sin. Death brings freedom. That's the second takeaway. And then freedom, the third takeaway, freedom brings power. You know, one what, what of the worst feelings, what, one of the worst feelings is for someone to have power over you. So the worst feeling there. I was in a workshop this week and, um, and, and they gave an exercise and they started talking about slavery. And, uh, you know, um, and since I'm in Virginia, part of me got a little uh because, you know I'm saying why they want to talk about slavery and uh and, and everybody know the history of, of slaves and how we were mistreated. But one of the worst things about slavery is when you lose your power. You lose your freedom. And someone's in control of your life. But when you are a dead man walking freedom brings power. I mean it's good when well, you can stare sin in the face and walk away from it. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: And you know, we live in a culture now
0: where, uh, you know, uh, peer pressure, young folks, peer pressure, y'all got, y'all got peer pressure. Yeah. Man, don't act like you ain't got no peer pressure. I don't you know, know what peer pressure is like. I, I know what locker room talk among the boys is like, say, man, now. Oh, uh, y'all getting quiet on I me. Mean, I'm talking some real stuff now. Our boys talked in a locker room and let me tell you that most of the time, uh 80% of the time, we were lying. We wouldn't tell them the truth. We wanted to make it sound like we were telling the truth. And, and, and young, young lady, you got peer pressure too. You you got peer pressure. Too. And peer pressure is worse now uh, with this generation than it was, I think, for my generation. And, and especially with a single parent, key kids, you know, uh, uh, and now you got all this freedom. You got these cell phones and uh, Snapchat, and you can send pictures. And, and, and young folk, I hope you send appropriate pictures. Can of talk and then you get caught into this culture, and this culture like it's the thing to do. We're supposed to do this, and, and then, then, then you know, uh, and young folk. Ain't nothing wrong with, with being a virgin. Ain't nothing wrong with that. The whole church should have said amen. Don't be just because you and I may not been one of me, We can't still somebody else is the white guy, right? Direction. Ain't nothing wrong with saying no. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with saying wait. where well, we think we supposed to do it we gotta prove ourselves and, and, and we wanna be popular uh, again and I, I'm telling I'm tellin', I'm tellin you you have power when you are free from some stuff I'm gonna flow I'm trying I, I, I'm trying to help five for now. Think, I, think I think I got five for me. Like, uh, pretty long but I might get 10 up in here as I close it's your choice. It's your choice. It's your choice. You can be born once. That's the physical birth. And if you do not obey the gospel, you're gonna die twice. If you fail to get baptized and obey the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're gonna die the physical death. Listen, you know when, when the funeral time come. Can't no preacher preach you in the heaven. Amen. Can't nobody preach you in the heaven. What you do now determines whether you're gonna make it to It's your choice. You, you, you can be born once physically. Go on your marital way, and then in the judgment, meet the Lord. And he's gonna say, I never knew. It. I never knew. Or you can be born twice. Born twice means you are born again of water and of the Spirit. And then if you're born twice, just do right. Just do right. Man, y'all want to win and say amen. <laughs> you know, some people say, well, I don't get that time, but I don't think I'm gonna do right. You know, I don't think I'm gonna do right, you know. You know, and I just I don't want I don't want to play with the Lord. Like I just think it's gonna do right listen. You play with the Lord when you don't obey the if <laughs> You know, ah, uh, this is what I tell folks. This is what I tell folks. Uh, you're trying to get your life together, you're trying to get straight, you're trying to do you trying to do right things. I'm glad you hit this morning, you came to the right place, that's that, that's it. Uh, but what I tell folks is, is if the Lord allows you to get up in the morning. This is after you come to Jesus. This is for folks to say, who so I will come, but I don't think I'm ready. So I will come, but I don't think I'm going to live right. I'm, I'm going to make mistakes. I, I still got a have it, you know. I, I ain't ready to let it go yet. I, I'm, still, I'm still working on some stuff, man. It's going to take me a while to get out of my situation, you know. Yeah. You know sometimes we got some situations. I mean, y'all know what I'm talking about? I got some situations I got to work out. Or I just I just don't know I just don't know. There's a lot of stuff we don't know. We don't even know we're gonna see tomorrow. But if the Lord allows you to see tomorrow, your prayer will be, Lord, help me to do right. I don't know what I'm gonna face today, but Lord, help me to do right. I don't know who I'm gonna come in contact with. Man, that dude is putting pressure on me and, and man, he, you know, he looking good. And yeah. He keep telling me how pretty I am. Yeah. And, you know, I ain't getting no love at home. No, nobody hugs me and touch me at home. And, you know, they you know, like. he said he gonna take me. You know, we went to McDonald's last <laughs> 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 you week. Know, said, he said, he said we, we ain't going to McDonald's. I'm going to Burger (laughs) King. If you make it to the end of the day, if you make it to the end of the day, your prayer will be, Lord, forgive me if I've done wrong. But don't sit there trying to fix your life and you don't have Jesus in your life. I I mean you you trying to try to get right with Jesus and you won't come to Jesus. Some of us exited out last night. Some of us it out last week. Last month. Last year. But all of us had to ex something out of our lives. So, for you, it's your choice. It's your choice. Jesus died for our sins. In baptism, we die to sin. Do y'all see the similarity? He was buried in the earth. We go down in the water. Amen. Fully covered. I'm talking about water baptism. Y'all Amen. Uh, and then we rise to walk in the midst of life. We come off and we are dead man walking. Dead to sin. Dead to the desires that would cause us to lose our soul. I'm praying somebody. It's ready to call a dead person walking. And you come from putting your faith in Jesus Christ, believing that He is the Son of God. You make up in your mind that you're going to make a change. And look, that change may take some time. It may take some time. caterpillar doesn't become a butterfly overnight, it takes time. Am I right, And even as that caterpillar uh, boy comes with a butterfly, he's got to break out of the cocoon. Right. <laughs> and We want some folk to break out of their cocoons yes, right. by coming to Jesus Christ. Yes, Make the confession that He is God's Son, and then uh, we'll baptize you in water. And we we, we, we we all struggle with something. We've all been there in one form, shape, form, or fashion. We'll help you along your way. You need to come to Jesus. We come. In just a moment, we're going to be standing. We're going to be standing. And we're going to sing what we call the invitation song. Uh, some folks call it an altar call. We call it an invitation where we are inviting you to come to Jesus. You're not coming to me. You're not coming to this church. You're coming to Jesus Christ. You're the Savior's invitation. Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I the lowly heart, set so the rest of your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is the light. That's the 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 Savior's invitation. Glory to the children of God. And we stand in need of prayer. And we will ask you to come with your prayer request. But when you come, let's stand. Let's sing the song of the Christian. Jesus, my Savior, from Bethany, I came. Lying in a manger of sorrow and shame. Oh, that a wonderful bless be his name, Oh, Lord, seeking for me, for me. Seeking for, seeking for, oh, he's seeking for me. Oh, how the wonderful bless be his name, O oh, Lord, seeking for me, for me. Jesus, my Savior, in mercy and love, came from a mansion of heaven above, tenderly pleading for sin, like me, pleading for me.